So today I have a call from uh, Kevin and a Carlos who are uh, in Colombia doing uh, Amazon FBA services. And I think they have a pretty good business there. They want to know how they should be structuring their business. So let's get started. Let's jump into this call. Haven't done my taxes. I'm too turned up. Haven't done my taxes. I'm too turned up. Kevin, thank you for uh, showing up for the call and everything. Um, normally how we do these calls is you can just give me a little bit of background about what, what you're doing, your situation, and then we can get into uh, questions and advice and things like that. Perfect. No, thank you, James, for, uh, for, ha for having us on, for having me on. Um, basically the background is, uh, it's two brothers. Uh, I'm Kevin, my brother, Carlos. Carlos is a U.S. citizen. Um, I am a Colombian citizen with no ties to the U.S. Um, we have an e-commerce business currently selling on just on FBA on Amazon. We're doing around uh, 25K in revenue per month. We nice. incorporated the business under my name. So under uh, the Colombian citizens. Um, name in Wyoming as an LLC, just because I read on a couple of articles that uh, we would get a lot of tax benefits um, doing it's that. A, it's the same everywhere, really, but that's fine. Okay. Okay. Um, and then I spoke to a CPA. One had no idea. She was like, no, you can't even do that. And I was like, uh, it's already done. I already got like the bank account. I got the EIN, everything. Uh, and then I spoke to another one and she said, that it wasn't good uh, that it was under my name because I can't have it taxed as an escort. Only U.S. citizens are allowed to do that. Okay. Uh, uh, what else? What else? What else? Oh, we have a couple of other businesses going into that same bank account. Most so basically different like, stores, right? Um, no, because we do like sales consulting as well, and we have a contract with two or three clients, and we just put all the money into that into that okay. bank account. Okay, it's not that big of a deal. Okay, so that's uh, okay. Keep going. I think you have more. And then the goal of the call is just what what's our best like tax tax wise? What's our best strategy to put this under the U.S. citizen's name or to leave it under my name? Like, what's gonna happen? when tax season comes around. So we have, so we have a couple things here. Um, I have, I have an office in Colombia. I'm, I'm pretty familiar with taxes in Colombia. Uh, the real issue is where do you want to pay your taxes, right? And how do you want to pay the taxes and you want to pay it all, whatever you want to do, right? So um, if you want to pay the taxes in the US, an S corporation is great. And if you don't want to pay taxes in the US, how you're operating now with just the you the colombian citizen owning the llc is best because if you're doing amazon uh, fba you have no office in the us and nothing like that then no employees and stuff like that no inventory really except for amazon the fba inventory then you don't pay any income taxes in the united states so that's yeah no federal no state income tax no no federal state income taxes because if you think about it the llc doesn't exist for tax purposes it's just a legal it's for legal liability and you are basically then a person just doing business on the internet selling to people in the u.s but what what really like logically what right does the u.s have to tax you right there's no you're not doing anything there how, how are they going to tax you and I say logically just so you can conceptualize it, but then mm -hmm. also there's there's law supporting it. That it's basically 
the income is sourced uh, by to where it's effectively connected. And then there's different rules for what is effectively connected income is basically based on where you earn the income. And since you're earning it on the internet in Colombia, then that's where the income would be sourced to. That said, technically you should pick up the profits in Colombia 100% and pay taxes in Colombia. A lot of my Colombian clients just don't do it. Um, so, or they'll, or they'll own like a, a Belize company and then they'll have the Belize company own the LLC or they'll have some kind of offshore structure. Cause that can, that's not, Columbia hasn't really cracked down on that yet. So I do have a lot of client, a lot of clients with, um, a corporate blocker, um, that owns the LLC. So technically if you have a corporation that owns the, the LLC, the income kind of stops there because corporations are their own individual entities and they pay the taxes. Okay. So, so are, you, the, are you doing a quick question? Are you doing 25,000 in, in profit or in, in sales? In sales in sales. We're okay. at around five K five to seven K in profit. Um, right now it's growing rapidly. That's why we were like, okay, now is the point to like get serious about this. We predict to be doing around 10 to 15, uh, in profit per month, uh, close to the end of the year. So, okay. So you had a question about what I just said. Yeah. So the question was the best case scenario would be a corporation in Belize that owns the LLC in the States. And, and the reason you do that is for more protection in Colombia. I have a really good attorney I can refer you to in Colombia that can review this and see how it works with you. Um, I'm not a Colombian tax attorney. I can just tell you that in the U.S., you wouldn't pay any taxes on this in the U.S. Even though there's not a tax treaty between Colombia and the states? The tax treaty is more for... Um, for how it's like a guide on how to do things. So in in the lieu of the guide, like uh, it's like a guide on how to tax uh, business that happens between the countries. So without the guide, without that the treaty to refer to, it's basically straight on the Internal Revenue Tax Code. Okay, got it. So so, so like and that, and that affects more like with dividend payments, interest payments, and rates of withholding on on different kind of payments to foreign to entities in, the, in, in each other's country and also rules on permanent establishment. For example, if um, you had a U.S. corporation and you're and you operating that and Colombia says that the corporation is doing business in Colombia and they want the Colombia wants to tax the U.S. corporation because you run the corporation, like there would be no guidelines um, to how to do that. That's what a treaty, mm, okay. kind of what a treaty does. James, when... <laughs> how do i know like when i spoke to the other cpa and they were just like no you would have to pay uh around 37 percent in taxes because i'm not a u.s citizen and it's going to be taxed as a as a sole prop that well, that llc that we have right now is there something i can show them like a, a certain tax code or, or i don't know yeah i have a i have other videos about the the tax code but um, about like why a single member LLC doesn't pay taxes in the U.S. I think it's it goes in detail to the code, and I wrote a white paper on it. Uh, it's not really a, a full white paper, and I stopped giving it out because 
you know, it's kind of like legal advice. I have my name all over it and stuff. And it's just like, give me, I get myself in trouble. But um, <laughs> really what happened is, is this, uh, this whole shift in the, uh, in, in how people do business happened really quick. And accountants mm-hmm. have been so busy with their U.S. clients that they don't, they haven't picked up on the changes in the rules and seeing how it applies. The big case law that, that um, I don't know, if it's in the 50s or the 40s or the 60s or something, there's one big case that um, we use to support all of this sourcing of income. And um, I don't have the name of the case in front of you or anything, but the gist is there's a Mexican uh, radio station that had an antenna in the U.S. and they're broadcasting to the U.S. and they're making pro- um, profits on their on their income, but since they were um, doing all the work in Mexico, despite having an antenna in the U.S., the U.S. Um, they they won the court case and the U.S. didn't have the right to tax their income because um, all the services and all the work and all the assets are be being done in Mexico. So that's like the case that it's all based off of, and that happened like 50 years ago. So. Um, it's kind of the same thing with like internet servers and it's basically where the work is done and there's, and there's code sections supporting that too. So um, if you plan on picking up some profits in Colombia, I think what you should consider is maybe running all the profits through one company and then having your brother actually set up that S corporation in the U S and then you pay him out of the profits to his company because the marginal tax rates, the open, the lower level marginal tax rates are pretty low for individuals. And there is a benefit for, there are benefits to having basic income. For example, um, if your brother, let's say this is a year back and your brother was running, receiving profits, hundred K a year through his S corp and paying himself payroll, he would qualify for a bunch of government yeah. aid that's coming out and stuff like that. So I know. You know, there's, there's reasons to, there's reasons to do it that way. And there's ways to do it so that you can, minimize your tax and um and uh you know do it legally and minimize your tax which is obviously what you're having this call for yeah okay um all right james so if we want to go 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 ahead with your services and and uh figure out the best thing what's next steps look like or yeah so for you i mean there's it's just a lot of options because you guys have such a your brothers with different residencies in different countries what we what i would recommend for you guys is we do like a um, a tax plan so we we do tax plans and then we incorporate opening the businesses into the tax planning so the tax plan is basically me just confirming what i'm telling you in writing and mm-hmm. with with references and things like that so that's um you know a service we provide because obviously i can give you free advice but um having it written and having it um, yeah, 100%. with, like, with the, the references and stuff to it are it's obviously you can use it as support instead of just because <laughs> you've gotten different advice from every call you've done so far <laughs> i know i know it, it's so frustrating um what one of the things that i don't know if, if this if, if like cpas do this or, or not but what happens if the irs comes after us like so, do i show them hey James told me this, this isn't my fault, or how does that work? Well, um, with the IRS, you, you, make, you, you make a position and then you, you, just, you just make a decision and support your decision with uh, your, your references. I haven't seen, so if you go forward with doing a, a 5472, like the, uh, the foreign owned LLC, and you don't pay any taxes in the US, 
I don't, I've never seen this challenge because this is so new. Um, the, the, the chances of audits are already really, really low. And although you guys are doing well on the grand scheme of the grand economic, like U.S. It's nothing. plethora, it's nothing, right? So, yeah. uh, so um, you know, the audit risk is low. Second, if you do get audited, you have great support for what you're doing. You live and do all your work in Colombia, and this is not, you, you don't have, a, it's not a profile that the IRS would, would be like, because right now, the next, I think the next big case that happens in this realm is going to be like a, uh, like a, a landmark, like throw the book at someone case to try and like change the law forever. And it's going to be a lot of litigation and, and you're not, you're not big enough to value doing that kind of litigation or anything, you know? So, um, I think the risk of, of that is super low from the U S I think the risk in Colombia might be a little higher. If you don't pay any taxes in the U S or in Colombia, the risk in Colombia might be a little higher. Cause I know the DN is super aggressive. Um, mm -hmm. I wouldn't bring, I wouldn't ever bring any money back to Colombia. I would just use your U S debit card for everything. Mm -hmm. and, that's um, that's that's what we've been doing yeah so i mean the risk is really low but when you take a position you want to have like have it kind of written what you're doing why you're doing it and then do it right every year and that way it really if you ever do get audited the irs sees that you you did you're not just ev evading taxes you you put thought into it and you're doing it right you're following your your position you know okay what, what about that i like that that other so, so basically i'm getting three three things here one is we just keep it the way it is which is the llc under my name the other one is we create a corporation that's going to own this llc and we can create that corporation someplace offshore yeah we uh, use belize a lot and it's really good for um belize can't have intellectual property anymore but i think it'll still work whatever we can look into it and the other one is keep it like this and then my brother open an s corp and all the profits just go to him his portion i mean you guys are I'm assuming, assuming yeah you pay yeah, him out his okay. portion of that so that you can kind of that way you can uh another way we do it like if you want to operate like this is fine open a second llc for yourself to pay your profits to that llc whatever you want to, or like uh or, or just a personal bank account would work if you have a personal us account so that way you guys can run a cleaner operation yeah well next time you're in the us uh open a personal account uh, probably at the same bank if you can, it's easier. And then that, that way you can operate because I think operationally as well, because, you know, you don't want to have all kinds of transactions. It gets confusing for accounting who took what, who's keeping mm -hmm. track of what it gets confusing. So if you guys can run business in this account, hundred percent business, and then make your payments to your own personal accounts and then pay taxes on that on your own level or however you want to do it. That's a, a, another idea because you got to think about operationally as well with partners and stuff. So this, this LLC that is currently, we would, it would be like a partnership really. And then it'd be owned by my brother's S Corp and me or. No, no, you can't have, you can't have an LLC. You can't be partners with uh, your brother, like officially on paper um, with an LLC. If you have an, a U.S. So this is something that I wanted to mention that they didn't, that your other advisors didn't talk about, but it's when you have a, uh, a partnership with a U.S. citizen and a, and a foreign person, um, it's a U.S. It's doing business in the U.S. officially, and it's a, and it has to pay taxes in the U.S. because it has a U.S. partner. So, what happens when a U.S. partnership has a foreign partner is that partner's percentage of the profits. The partnership is required to withhold thirty-seven percent on those profits. So, if the company does two hundred thousand in in profits technically the partnership should remit 
$37,000, 37% of your $100,000 share of the profits to the IRS. And then you would have to file a personal return saying that the income is effectively connected and you don't have to pay, you shouldn't be paying taxes on the whole thing. And it's, it's, it's more costly, it's, it's messier, it's more risk, it's much better for you to just own the LLC, run it through there and then pay your brother um, his, his cut as like, um, you know, professional fees. And he can bring it into his own US company and pay his own US taxes at his own level. Okay, so that's how I would transfer him the money. He'd be kind of like uh, uh, yeah, consulting. You just pay him, like whatever, like pay him. Uh, it's you send him a uh, um, like let's just wire him money and say it's for services. Okay, okay, and you could do that every three months or every year or whatever it is. Every well, month. He, you can do it every month. You can do it whenever you want. You got to keep track of it. You would have to report that, I believe, on the fifty-four seventy-two as like a related party transaction. I I think since your brother's um, I got to check the, I don't know, it's code section 272, whatever it is, rules about related parties and what needs to be reported. So you might have to report that. Um, but again, it's, it's payments for services. He's obviously doing work with you. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that uh, kill the whole thing? Because then the LLC has a dependent agent in the States. That uh, S Corp is basically just set up. And if they look, that S Corp is just doing business for that LLC. I don't, I wouldn't consider it a dependent agent. I think a dependent agent, and we can look into the code. I actually have that, let me bring up my report that I wrote. I look at a dependent agent more as like a real employee, a person um, who is author, who lives in the US, first of all, and is authorized to make decisions on behalf of the company. And I think it's more about the location of the person. Does he, does your brother live in Colombia with you or does he live in the US? Yeah, he lives in Colombia. So he, so he lives in Colombia. So you're not, you have, the agent would really have to live in the U S because you're paying because then you're doing business in the U S it's about physical location. Okay. So let me see. All right. Um, um, so far, this is the best, this is the best call I had. I don't know if it's because it's kind of going the way I always thought it should go. Oh, I mean, it's validation. I mean, it's, it's, uh, this is all I do is work with people like yourself, especially in Columbia as well. So I, that's all I do. Um, so I have, let me just bring this up and share my screen. Um, open your window. I've shared this in, on videos before. Um, let me see how this works. share screen. I'm going to share tax-free support memo. Just sharing this. You see, are you watching, you follow my screen? You see this memo? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I wrote this, I wrote this mm -hmm. fun little memo. It's, uh, it's, it's not super scientific, but the example is actually, I think with a Colombian guy named Juan and, um, whatever I just made it up. So, um, so the internal revenue code is similar to other countries, imposes tax on business income of foreign corporations or non-resident individuals only when the business activities of that foreign person within the United States rise above minimum thresholds. And that, and if it's earned in the United States, it's considered effectively connected income subject to taxation in the United States. Um, so residency, we know you're not a resident, so you don't pay taxes. Uh, how is an LLC treated for tax purposes? If it has one member, it's disregarded unless it makes a tax election. And then if it, yeah, so it's a sole proprietorship, disregarded entity or partnership, fine. Um, 
um, single level of taxation, sources of income, service in the United States, fixed place of business. Let's see. Um, I have some of that agents on here. So yeah, I think this is the having a fixed place of business in the United States. So mm -hmm. these are the sort the code sections is 864, 864 C5A1. So if you have an office in the US that is a material factor in the production of income, um, then you then you are doing business in the US. If you have a, an agent or salesperson that has the authority to enter into contracts for the company in the United States, then um, that's when you would be have effectively a connected income. Or if you have an agent or salesperson that is not an independent agent acting in the ordinary course of his business, basically if you have an employee. So what your brother isn't, he's doing whatever he thinks is right. You're not telling him what to do every day, right? He's not your employee. You guys are partners, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're partners. Yeah. So it's not, it's not, you don't have an employee. He's definitely not an employee and he's definitely not doing any business in the United States. Uh, I would dig deeper, deeper into the regulations here to confirm this, but from what I understand, it really doesn't. Um, I, I don't think you have. I don't think you have any permanent establishment. It's a good question, though. All right, and James, last question would be then: How much? I, I just I find it hard to believe. Like just paying zero in taxes. Let's say we keep all the profit in the LLC, um, and I'm just using my my uh, the debit card here in Colombia to pay all my expenses and that um and then i have you know 100k uh left over in profit and i just keep it there like retained retained uh i think that's what it's called retained uh earnings i pay nothing in taxes on that no that's the whole point not in the u.s you know you don't pay any taxes in the u.s again you got to refer uh, refer to how to do it in colombia there's some different things we do in colombia um but in the u.s it's I just showed you some of the code sections. It's pretty straightforward to me mm -hmm. that if a foreign person owns an LLC and he's doing business in his own country, no tax in the U.S. No tax in the U.S. And if I keep that there, there's no tax on that. There's no accumulated. So, I, so for a corporation accumulating earnings, there's a tax. But for an LLC, no, because technically the the profits pass to you. So you already are paying tax wherever you're supposed to be paying tax, and it's the money's already taxed. So no tax. Um, okay. All right. So I'd be taxed in Colombia when I bring that money here to Colombia. I mean, I'm not gonna, I don't can't comment on the tax laws in Colombia. Maybe you're taxed when you earn it. Um, you're definitely gonna, if you send it to Colombia, they're gonna try and take money from it. What we advise, I'll tell you how to do that. When we advise our clients, when they're sending money to Colombia, like business profits like this, um, send it to a company or something and, and, um, registered as a capitalization so that uh, it wouldn't be like profits or money or like income received by your Colombian company. It's more of like um, capitalization of, of a company that you already have there. So it's different ways to bring it there without paying that 19% tax, the IVA. It's tough doing IVA. IVA. It's, it's tough doing, it's tough doing business in okay. Colombia. Yeah. Um, cool, James. I think uh, that was. Oh, I think I lost you. I think you lost service. What did you say? 
No, no, that Eva, man. That Eva is. I'm, I'm more scared of that Eva than <laughs> than the federal state. And then the other thing we have to worry about is the state income tax and like the nexus and all that. And now I'm like, God, please. Well, sales taxes is real, but Amazon manages a lot of that for you. So if you're mostly selling on Amazon, they should manage a lot of the sales tax stuff for you. But sales tax definitely is something you can't get away from. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah, also it also if you do it right, it's only going to cost your business administratively to manage it. It's not going to yeah, cost you because exactly. you charge it to the customer, so it's not going to cost you. hundred percent. But definitely do it though, because if you don't, if you don't collect it when you should have been, the states will make you pay it back, and you never collected it from the clients. So then you that's when you get really hit. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm okay, um, James. I think that's uh, I think that's all the questions on my end. Um, I'm going to speak with my brother and then uh, I'll probably send you an email or something. Yeah, uh, see email. how much it would be to, to, to go ahead. Cause I think this is exactly what we were looking for. We just need like all this you know, in writing kind of thing. Yeah, of course. I, I think that's the, the way to go. And it's, I'm excited for you guys doing well on Amazon and I hope uh, wish you the best of luck going forward and we'll be in touch. Yeah. Oh, thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot for this call. And we'll be in touch. Thank thanks you, Kevin. See you buddy. Okay, so that was a really great call. Kevin and Carlos really have an interesting business going on and a really interesting structure with multinational um, business owners. I gave them a bunch of different ideas and, th and things they could do. And uh, really, uh, I think uh, they got a lot out of the call. So um, if you thought this video was helpful and you want more videos like this, please uh, give me that thumbs up and please subscribe. And if you want to speak with me and have a similar call about your business, definitely uh, use the link in the description and schedule calls. Um, call with Jim. And uh, we're looking forward to talking with you guys. And, um, you know, let me know if you have any questions in the comments. Thanks for watching.